Well, happy Saturday, everyone. It is a gorgeous day here in the Emerald City, and this is Suzanne Newman here with Natalie Anderson. Um, let me tell you something about Natalie as she helps us with our healthcare day today. Um, she has a 28-year career in Puget Sound as an occupational therapist, but most importantly, she has a firm called OT Plus. And OT Plus is really about helping you and families around there live more um, effectively in your mobility and making sure that your day-to-day functionality is at its optimal level. Um, And Natalie, we're gonna talk a lot about what you do here, so welcome to the program, Natalie. Well, thank you. I am so excited because one of the things that I thought we would talk about today, and of course, we would love to have you back next week as well, um, but I want to talk about, people always say, well, what's the difference, what kind of home care is out there? Because every senior wants to stay at home as long as possible. And you're one of those people, obviously, that can help seniors do that in the ultimate um, level. And a lot of times families can get together with you and talk to you about options. And so if you would kind of take this time today and talk to us about what kind of services are available to come into a home. Sure, sure. I think there's a, a, a big misconception <clears throat> and the words are used interchangeably mm-hmm. of what is home health care right. and what is home care. And they are two distinct uh, buckets of care. Um, home health care is provided by Medicare. It's under your Part A benefit. Got it. It is covered at 100% just as if you were hospitalized. Mm-hmm. So it's under Medicare Part A. And that kind of care is what we call episodic. Right. Meaning that it's um, you know a 60-day episode. You have to have a diagnosis that qualifies, and a physician has to oversee the plan of care. And the diagnosis can be Alzheimer's dementia, it can be uh, a hip fracture, it can be chronic disease like uh, uh, chronic heart failure or diabetes. It can be any of those um, diagnoses that have um, reoccurred or is in acute stage. And right. So, so a physician monitors that treatment plan, and you can have nursing, you can have occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapy, and a home health aide. So, um, and the, the difference is, I, I, you know, I, I can go on and on about this, right. is that it's episodic. The therapists and the nurses, I like to say, we bomb in and we bomb out. Right. <laughs> we we uh, dress the wound, we do the treatment, and we're out the door. Correct. And it's paid for by Medicare. Home care, on <clears throat> the other hand, yes. is not episodic, and what Medicare says is not skilled. Correct. So that means you need someone to sit with mom for a couple of hours so you can go to the grocery store and do your own medical appointments. Right. Medicare's not paying for that. You need someone to just check in on mom, do the laundry, make herself a meal, maybe supervise her in and out of the shower. That's home care. Correct. And Medicare does not pay for that. But so many times we use the words home health and home care interchangeably, and people are... Uh, obviously confused and upset and frustrated 
because they thought Medicare paid for someone to come and make mom a meal and, and sweep the floor. Sure, sure. And, you know, this is very important because they're both very valuable services for families out there that have parents that live alone. And and the difference is, of course, is if you're dealing with a home health agency, it is like dealing with a doctor. Um, so obviously, um, Natalie, I'm sure you need to have an active power of ter- attorney or uh, be an authorized uh, person in, you know, designated in order to get information about your parent. Right, right. It's just like going to the doctor or going to the hospital, only the service providers come to the house. Correct. So um, someone opens the case and there's all sorts of forms mm-hmm. to sign, just mm-hmm. like you went to the doctor's office or you went to the hospital. And there will be consent forms of who can talk to the, the care providers about sure. the care of their of their loved ones and and one of the things that you said that I think is very important it is it is actually prescribed by a doctor so <clears throat> mom and dad you might take them to the doctor and the doctor might say um, you know they might have a wound on their leg that is you know getting infected or whatever that is um, instead of putting them in the hospital they're going to send you home and you're going to be designated to go to a Um, home health provider. Um, In my experience, and this is one of the things that we want to talk about for sure today, is that oftentimes they will just give you a company and all of a sudden you think that's just the company you're supposed to work with. But in actuality, we do as as our daughters and our and our family members and of our seniors ourselves, we have a choice who we go with, don't we? Absolutely, you have a choice. And uh, there's there's some tools that mm-hmm. will help you choose. Um, you can get on Medicare.gov and search for Home Health Compare. You can put your zip code in or your Very city good. in, and you can see the agencies that provide service in that zip code region, and they have um, scores. <laughs> yes, exactly. They have scores. That's amazing. So, um, there are ways to, to search. Um, Usually what happens, though, is that a crisis occurs, Yes, and you're really at the mercy of um, the discharge planner from the hospital Correct. or something like that. Um, and, and you trust your physician, and you, you, you trust the hospital or the, the discharge mm-hmm. planners, and mm-hmm. you, know, the, you usually go with the person that right. they have a good relationship with, and they feel provides the best service. Sure. But there are ways for you to get some more information. Absolutely. So we are here talking to Natalie Anderson from OT Plus in Tacoma area, but you handle pretty much what area do you cover? Well, my business is a little bit separate from home health. I I do work for Envision Home Health, Mm -hmm. and that is um, under, like we said, the Medicare. Um, My business is outside of the Medicare model, Mm -hmm. and I work up and down the Puget Sound region, and I do home modification assessments to prevent prevent to accidents prevent, yes wounds yes. So, from happening so so you don't need home health <laughs> and and we're going to be talking about that actually next week on the show so i make sure that you um tune in and we'll talk about how we prevent accidents in the home but let's talk about an occupational therapist a lot of people don't know what that is right right and uh, you know often what i get is well i don't need a job <laughs> and, and yeah exactly um, 
And this is a great time to have me on because I just got back from Philadelphia where uh, we had the American OT Association uh, National Conference, and it's our 100-year anniversary. And the name wow. came from we're 100 years old in our profession. Sure. And it was after World War I when the vets were coming back. They needed a way to rehab these vets to get them back in the workforce. Wow, and I had no idea about that. So that's the that. history of why it's called occupational therapy. And so it's morphed. But um, And we do. There's lots of OTs that work to get people back to work. Sure, sure. Fall off a roof or you crush your hand and you need to go back to construction. Sure, an OT Absolutely. works. Um, what we do is kind of an intersection of, of the person, their environment, and their occupations in a broader sense of how do you take care mm-hmm. of yourself? What mm-hmm. do you like to do? And if we can look at the whole person, look at the environment they're in, and what do they need to do to get through the day? My occupations might be I work, I ski, I take care mm-hmm. of pets. Mm-hmm. Someone else, their occupations for the day might be I need to just get myself dressed. Right. I need to be able to make myself a meal. I need to be able to take a shower. <laughs> I need to take my meds correctly. I need so, to walk to the car. Right, right. I need to get to right. the bathroom at night. And there's some bed. OTs that work with <clears throat> pediatrics, and the yeah. occupation is play. They need mm-hmm. to be able to have. So it, it's a very broad profession, but amazing. I specialize in seniors. Amazing. And, you know, that's such amazing work that you do because – Being an occupational therapist, I know has to be, you have to be the ultimate of patient. I know that when I had my mom, um, she saw that occupational therapist come in after she was, (laughs) after she broke her pelvis and she was not happy. It's like, because she just wanted to curl up in a little ball and, you know, just lock herself up from the world. And she didn't want to try hard. It hurt, you know, it was Mm -hmm. hard work. And bless her heart, you know, the people that worked with her um, that were in physical therapy and occupational Mm -hmm. therapy, Mm -hmm. teaching her about how to maneuver even her wheelchair, you know, how to make sure that she was going to be able to get around to the bathroom. And, you know, little things like how to sit and how to stand and these things that we actually take for granted. But if a senior has broken their hip or their pelvis, in my mom's case, that's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. And then comes with it some usually precautions and restrictions from the surgeon. Sure. Like, you know, can't move this way, can't move that way. Sure. Um, and I, I think with the, where you say the patience comes in, I mean, I always think that, you know, taking a step away or the professionals mm-hmm. or someone that's not as emotionally tied in, right. it's always a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and <laughs> also, but think about that patient with Alzheimer's or dementia. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is a whole other challenge that Mm -hmm. you have to deal with. And I'm sure a lot of families are dealing with today that um, are, you know, dealing with that whole component. And then the therapy role shifts just a little bit. The therapy role shifts when you're working with patients with Alzheimer's or dementia, because we might not be able to get the patient to learn anything new. But we can change the environment so they're successful. And we can educate the family and the loved ones how to communicate. And Perfect. So there, there's a role there also. Absolutely. So how do we reach you? You can reach me by email at natalie at otplus.net, O-T-P-L-U-S dot net. I have a website, 
otplus.net, and I have a phone number. Good. Well, why don't you give us that phone number? It's 253-224-3393, and I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much, Natalie, for being on the program. Sure. It was great to meet you. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.